Hello, and welcome to the If We Knew Then podcast. I'm Stephen Sox. For all of our usual listeners, this is going to be a little different. It's just me today. If this is your first time listening to this podcast, you'll be hearing an episode without my lovely wife, who is the nuts and bolts of this whole podcast. So I highly recommend that you choose another episode. She's just too good. But since I've never done an episode by myself, we've never done a Father's Day episode, and since many fathers' voices aren't heard, I thought I'd do something solo. We had kind of a crazy week as a family this week. I love working in the film industry, but one notable aspect of the work is often long hours. And lately, the hours have been just that. In addition, Sophia is lucky enough to be participating in her school's immersive Halloween experience, which consists of two haunted mazes and uh, full of student actors. And she's playing one of the wonderful, creepy, scary actors. So she's having a great week. Because that's coming up, this week's been full of rehearsals for her. But also, because as previously stated, I have a wonderful wife, and she's the nuts and bolts of our entire family, she has immersed herself as a wonderful parent volunteer for the week. Actually, a few weeks. She's been bringing Sophia to rehearsals and then volunteering to work on the mazes on the weekends and also during the week work on other parts of the show, set up concessions. She built a little area where people that really don't want to get scared in these mazes can go and watch a movie, have a little candy, just a little side side spot because Lori's always looking to be inclusive so she will find her niche in every avenue. So I've been blessed for the past few days, in between work, to be able to drop off and pick up Liam from school. And we've had a great couple of days together. After school yesterday, we got a Frappuccino from our favorite coffee shop, and then we drove to the airport, and we watched planes land, which for me was very exciting. And, of course, Liam liked it too, but that's a very, quote-unquote, dad thing to do in our family. And today, after school... Liam and I drove to a couple of really steep neighborhood streets in Los Angeles, and we drove up and down those streets. You would think Los Angeles is pretty flat, and a lot of it is. We live in the valley. As its name suggests, it's very flat. But there are several, I mean, maybe a half a dozen streets that are really steep. And we found a couple in Los Velos near his school. And again, another dad thing. And uh, I enjoy those because they're unique to me. And 
I think the kids like doing it. I mean, even if it's a little different, but at the very least, I feel they'll have those memories, those unique, specific memories to me and experiences with me. But like everyone else, our lives are full, and this week was no exception. And I resided on the fact that we wouldn't release a podcast episode this week, which is fine. Well, I got home with Liam. We did a little work, and his reward was some iPad time. And I've had some things on my mind, and I thought it might be a good time to express those here. So here I am in the studio by myself and doing my own episode, kind of a secret episode, so don't tell Lori. And since I handle so much of the technical part of things of this episode, I believe what's going to happen, and I hope what's going to happen, is that I release this podcast episode without Lori knowing, and, you know, she'll find out soon, but in the immediate future, she won't know. And it'll be a little surprise moment for her, or even for Sophia and Liam, if they come across this episode of just Dad talking to them as well as listeners, and maybe getting a nice, honest, informal, one-sided conversation with Dad. Maybe this can be a nice little snapshot of this life in this moment. One of the things I did earlier today was I picked up Sophia from school early and we went to a dental appointment because it's time to get her wisdom teeth removed. Might be a little too much information, but it should be a nice timestamp if Sophia ever comes across this episode. She'll know exactly the day I recorded it. We sat in this lobby. Very pleasant. Actually, it was a very pleasant experience just as a side note, um, Sophia was a little concerned about, as she should be, she was a little concerned about this whole process. And the doctor was very comforting. And the nurses were spectacular and loving. And I really think it's going to be an overall pleasant experience for her. Well, we were in the lobby. And next to us was a new mother with a very young child. Infant. An infant. Very, very young. I mean, Sophia looked at this baby and we just couldn't help from swooning, just a gorgeous little child. We had a little conversation with this mother, and it touched on some ideas I've been pondering in my mind and just, and just an overall subject that I've been enlightened to in my own journey in life. And it was very nice having this conversation that spurred on some more investigation in my mind of different ideas. It's this mother's first child, and when she asked me how many children I had, and I told her two, we discussed about why or why not she might want to have a second child. It's funny that this mother, with a child, 10 weeks old, by the way, just 10 weeks into motherhood, and a conversation with a complete stranger comes up, and we go right to the subject of when you're going to have another child. I told her I'm an only child, and I had a wonderful experience as a child. And she said she was an only child too. Well, not exactly, she said. She does have 
a sibling 15 years younger than herself. But she left the house at 18 and didn't have quite as intimate a relationship with her sister as she would have if they were only a few years apart. But she mentioned how different her sister and her are, even though they both kind of grew up as quote-unquote only children. And I mentioned to this new mother an article I had read years ago about the idea that there could be two people raised by the same parents in the same overall financial environment in the same house and either years apart or even if they're not years apart um, they can come out completely different they can come out as completely different humans adults and the idea in this article was that no one has the same parents including siblings when this young mother was an infant she was her parents first child her parents were fairly young Maybe her parents weren't as financially stable as they were to be later on. Then 15 years later, they have a child, and they've kind of already gone through this whole experience. They've raised a child into teenage years already, and so they're probably a little looser, probably a little laid back with this second child. We did mention probably more financially secure, obviously a bit older, They've changed as humans. They've changed as parents. They've changed as a couple. And as she discussed the pros and cons of having a second child, it dawned on me this general idea that I've been having about truly being in the moment. Just how important the moment is. Gosh, it's so cliche. It really is. But... It is the only moment we have. When someone says, take a moment and breathe, or just take a moment, the take a moment part really means just try to be as conscious as possible in this very second, in this very moment of our lives. And it's so, so hard to do. That's what I'm striving to do all the time, I feel. I feel like I'm just constantly saying, slow down slow down. That's part of what Lori and I have found to be one of the blessings of Liam having Down syndrome. Sometimes because his milestones come a little slower, it gives us the illusion of parts of his life slowing down. Well, I looked at this 10-month-old baby, and I told the mother that it was really nice to reminisce back when the kids were that little, back when you're doing everything I mean, everything for them. We were talking about her stroller. It was kind of a bassinet, a new, you know, it's a new design. It's really neat, like a really new bassinet, which I understand may not be the most efficient thing, but I kind of liked it. It was really pretty. It had nice cloth material. And as a dad, I could relate to her about those decisions of, is this the right stroller? And all those thoughts of like, is this the right one? You know, is this this the right decision? Every time we make a decision as parents, we wonder, is this is this right? Am I doing it right? It's not only are we saying, am I doing it right? I think parents really just go, right now, are we totally messing up? It's not the fear of, did I do it exactly 100% right? It's the fear that not only am I not going to do it close to right, 
I'm going to do it completely wrong. There are a lot of right answers. Every time we as parents make decisions for our children through their entire life, there are a lot of right answers. And one of those right answers is probably the one you've given. And like Maisen says, though, it is the right answer because it is the one you gave. But I reminisced about them being that little and really taking care of them that intensely, where your entire life, I mean, I feel like so much of our lives is take, still taking care of our kids, and they're Liam's soon to be a teenager, and Sophia's a teenager. But that little, you know, they're attached to you at all times. And sometimes I long for those moments because I think, did I fully enjoy the beauty of those early moments? You can go through that in their entire life, but let's just start with this 10-month-old. Those 10-month-old moments, did I totally enjoy all those? Because they're gone. I mean, in a month, they're 11 months old, right? So <laughs> then you're dealing with 11-month-old. <laughs> but did I truly enjoy those infant moments and toddler moments? And even the historically unpreferred activities like changing diapers. It's a good chance I'll never change a diaper again. I guess, you know, if Sophia or Liam were to have children, yeah, that's great, but there's no guarantee they're going to have kids. And if they did, I would be more than welcome to change diapers. It's really a fantastically beautiful thing. I mean, it's weird to say, but it's the beauty of taking care of another human. I think I probably relate to feeding better, the beauty of feeding someone. Um, but it's true in those, like I said, unpreferred activities as well. And this young mother talked about, is she really taking the time to enjoy this? Because she said that once her child isn't this small anymore, she could see that one of the pros of having a second child is to relive these infant moments of feeding every few hours and making sure they're sleepy enough and changing diapers and changing clothes and the whole infant process. Even a brand new mother is already trying to hold on to all the moments of this life. And I say to really concentrate on the moment and that I feel myself, what I say constantly, saying, slow down. But obviously I don't do it constantly. I'm living my life racing around. And to be honest, every once in a while, really... I say, oh, Stephen, you got to slow down. Take, breathe. Take this moment. And sometimes living in the moment is too difficult. I mean, emotionally difficult. It's really intense. It's really emotional to think about this moment right now. I think part of human survival is to desensitize ourselves from what the moment really means and the weight and the, and the beauty of the moment. And we've, we've evolved into this consciousness where we're ultra aware of so many things and we're ultra aware of our existence, our beginning and our end. And so taking the moment can be a bit overwhelming sometimes. I mean, if I went around every day just thinking about how glorious this life is and how truly, how truly glorious this life is, I could very well be crying all day long. The emotion could be overwhelming. But when I do take those moments and I slow down and I see my wife and I see my kids, this beautiful family, I get emotional. But it seems to be an overwhelming amount of happiness with just a little bit of sadness. 
And the sadness comes from, because when you live in the moment, you know that that moment doesn't last. And it's just going to run into the next moment. And that life doesn't last. This life full of moments doesn't last. Yeah, so that's where the pain comes from, or that little bit of sadness. But I truly would rather be aware of the moment and feel that happiness, that overwhelming happiness with just a little bit of sadness, than to skip right past all those moments really quickly just to get to the next moment and the next moment and the next moment. And where do we go? Where are we going to an end, right? I don't want to run to, I don't want to run to the end of this story. I'm trying to get myself to a point where I'm cherishing each moment of this beautifully blessed story. I heard someone say a couple of years ago that I can't remember the last time I picked up my kids. He was an older gentleman with grown children, and he was looking at a, a dad holding his two toddlers. And I thought to myself, I don't want to say I don't remember when I picked them up. So I picked them up a lot. And as I've gotten older, I've made it a point to pick them up individually, probably more than is totally comfortable with them. <laughs> I just want to be able to hold them. In fact, once a year, usually around my birthday time, or sometimes it's when we're at the beach because the sun's setting and you kind of get a little sentimental, I pick them both up. And this last time, um, you know, 15 and 12, I'm holding them, and it's kind of like I need a little help here. I need Sophia to jump in my arms, and I hold her. Now hurry up, Liam, just jump, jump in there and then take the picture real quick. Of course, we have to take a picture to document the moment, but take a picture. Here's Dad holding his kids again. But I think it goes back to those memories of holding your babies. And I love holding them, hugging them, kissing them. And I don't think about this every time, but I know that there'll be a time I'm not holding them, like that gentleman said, or a time I'm not here to hug them and kiss them. And so I want those memories really cemented in their minds. And I guess that's what we do. When we slow down and take the moments, and we keep sharing these moments, in this case with my kids and my wife, then maybe those moments do live on longer. Maybe they'll carry down to another generation that gives that moment, just slightly tweaked maybe, to their kids. I know moments that my parents probably don't even remember. I remember. Sometimes I reenact those moments for my kids. But it was really a nice conversation with that young woman, young mother, today. I'm glad Sophia was there to witness that conversation. I'm glad she was there to witness how to talk to just a complete stranger in a kind, loving way. I think it's something she'll remember. It's something I'm going to remember. And the moments we had together, that young mother and Sophia and I, we taught each other something by sharing and by doing that, it really is the best of life. Really connecting with each other. Really connecting with your kids, with your spouse, with your neighbors. I want to thank all of you for listening. There's 120 episodes now. A lot of wonderful moments in this podcast. A lot of wonderful moments to come. But I want to take this moment to express my gratitude to all of you for your feedback, for your support for this community. I truly believe we're building a legacy.
all of us together, mostly our kids. I've said it before, our kids are doing things that were historically thought impossible. And it has a lot to do with you, parents. Belief in your child. Moments with your child. Taking the time over and over because a lot of times it does take over and over with any kid, but sometimes a little more with our kids. But thank you. This podcast has been a wonderful experience for us. It's been great for Lori and I to sit down and talk for an hour every week. It's been great to meet new people from all around the world. People with Down syndrome, parents, caregivers, doctors, therapists, researchers. And thank you for giving me this episode, me personally. This little secret episode. Just like a little folded piece of paper you'd stick in a crack of a telephone pole. I came across one of those one time. I pulled this piece of paper out of the crack in the telephone pole. I was like, what's that? Just a little note from a kid. I don't remember what it said, but I remember saying in my head, that was 15 years ago. <laughs> How old's that kid now? 25? Well, this episode's like one of those little pieces of paper and I'm putting it in the telephone pole. We'll see when you pull it out and read it. Lori, if you're listening, I love you so much. Thank you for being my partner. Sophia, if you're hearing this, I love you, sweetness. I'm always here for you. Liam, if you're listening to this, oh, you're my boy. You and I together. What a team. I love you. Please follow us on Twitter at If We Knew Then Pod, and you can drop us a line on our Facebook page at If We Knew Then Pod, or visit our website, ifweknewthen.com, to send us an email with questions and comments. And you can join our mailing list there and get alerts of future podcast episodes. All these links will be added to this episode's show notes. Thank you again, and we look forward to you joining us on the next episode of If We Knew Then. Come and